Right, so I was giving an example of Loazi's work, and I was saying she's got very strong analytical points. She's able to assess that when he did this, this was strengthening the dictatorship, and, and this is where the inherent weakness was. All that is good, but the missing part now is the information. It's very, very general. You couldn't name some of the laws that are associated with creating this dictatorship. And as I was saying, I, I marked with a bias because I was considerate of the fact that the question was a little too open-ended. Right, so I focused on the political side. That consolidation of power element alone was still not, it was still half-baked. I, I, I tried to be considerate and say, okay, on the economic side and on the social side, yes, you didn't discuss all those things that Nzor wrote down and what, what, what. But on the political, were you okay? And you were still not okay. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that, I think another like, reason why like, we didn't exactly do as well as we mm -hmm. did with other topics, like it being long, there's so mm -hmm. much information. Mm -hmm. So it's like we learned the topic, we started the topic, let's say, Friday, mm -hmm. or sorry, Monday, mm -hmm. and then it's like that Friday we have a test on the topic. So it's mm -hmm. like you're also trying to mm -hmm. like, remember some of the things you've been learning, mm -hmm. even for the past two weeks, whatever, because there's so much. And I think, because I'm seeing like, with like, where you were writing the Red Pen, like mm -hmm. most of it is information I was leaving out, like you could have said this, you could have mm -hmm. said that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's also more, so it's also, like obviously analyzing, mm -hmm. but it's also about like, having content. Yes, like, have at content. At the end of your fingertips, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. something, I don't know if everyone was doing that, but it's having an idea of content. Yes, Thank you, Nzo. Some time. If it won't hurt your egos, eh? I think is very valid to say how do I know I'm narrating, how do I know I'm analyzing because there is a fine line between the three. different learning abilities here. 
and all our struggles are, are unique. There's some of us who are writing an introduction that is not addressing the question in, in the first place. You had a key term which was how secure. And I've always told you that in your introduction you need to define the alien term or the key term. You were supposed to define the key term and take a position. I think, Tako, that was something I commented in your essay. To say, it's not clear what you are saying right from the start. Was it secure? Could you say by the late 1930s that Hitler was a complete dictator? in Germany, looking at everything that he did. And it's impossible to assess this because this question was not uh, focused on the political policies only. It was open-ended. So you could literally assess the economic, political, and the social aspects of German life, say, by the end of the 1930s, presumably by World War II, was Hitler a complete dictator or not? Yes, Vanessa. Yes, once in your opening, um, you define you defend, mm -hmm. define secure, and then you give your own definition mm -hmm. of what secure means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then in the context of Hitler, is that analysis? It's not analysis. You are introducing the opening statement. I speak of there is when we're developing a paragraph. Here I am talking of the introduction. We haven't even started the actual writing. When you are writing your introduction, you are um, setting the table, as it were. And you have all these things that you want to serve as your dish. You don't start dishing the sata and the dessert and, and everything is just, you know, mixed up like that. You, you lay out your things nicely in the correct order in which you would like them to be served. Right, so you could have just hinted to the examiner that the period from 1933 to 1934 is when the most intense reforms were made towards creating the dictatorship. And then from then onwards to the 1930s, it was simply maintained and perfected. But the real work was done between 1933 and 1934. This is why I was saying, even if you bypass the element of the late 1930s within that period, 1933 to 1934, you should have really hammered it hard because that's when the dictatorship was made. Mm -hmm. So when you're saying by the late 1930s, mm -hmm. and don't just limit us to um, looking at the late 1930s, but mm -hmm. we should also look at the days prior. Yes. So like from when Hitler mm -hmm. got into power mm -hmm. to Yes, because it's, it's, it's a stretching period, but by the end, you see, by the end, when you look at it in retrospect, by World War II now, when it started, by 1939, was this person now a complete dictator? Right, this is why I'm saying the real work is from 1933 to 1934. After that, we know that Hitler was now the Fuhrer. We know how he was making laws and that his government was in disarray. We're not surprised. But the, by the events that played out domestically and abroad, because really he had already done all the groundwork. He has immobilized the rate stag, he has neutralized opposition, he has banned trade unions, he has created concentration camps for opposition, he's used this huge propaganda machine to just subdue everyone in the state. There is no way that people were in a position to stand up against him. But even still, some of the best arguments have actually been written by students who opposed the statement. Can you believe that? And throughout, they were successfully, they were able to successfully defend the stance that this was not a complete dictatorship. If, no matter what aspect of the society you look at, even within the government, if you say he banned opposition, people didn't just go home and say, oh, Hitler said no more opposition. There were underground movements. Do you see that? Yes, they were under, communists did not disappear totally. 
they were working underground. Trade unionists also did not completely disappear. They also had secret movements. There were also organizations like um, this group of, of rich elite people who planned the assassination of Hitler. Do you remember those guys? Mm -hmm. What were they called? Let me check the name. You actually wrote what? Oh, the Crisol Circle. Huh? Yes, the Crisol Circle. A group of. Um, yeah, it, 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 you need to look very, very carefully to see what you are being asked. Because there's no way you can talk about Hitler being a dictatorship at the end of the story. Him creating the dictatorship at the end. You have to go to where it started. Right from the time that he came into office uh, as the chancellor. From then, events unfolded. It actually took one and a half years only for Germany to become a dictatorship. Okay, after that, uh, you know, it's just maintaining the system, maintaining the system. Even if you talk about euthanasia, concentration camps, forced sterilization, it's all because the political setup has been changed to allow these things to actually happen. Okay, he doesn't uh, create, he doesn't start doing these things because he's making a dictatorship. No, he's doing these things because Germany is already a dictatorship and he can rule above the law right so there's so much that you could talk about politically economically it was difficult for you to say uh, germany's uh, hitler's dictatorship was secure because economically he was actually very lax on, on, on the economic system yes he he realized that if we approach this thing um, in a communist way and we assume control and be forceful and harsh, it will discourage production. There were a lot of rich capitalist people, industrial owners, and he wanted to harness that energy instead of frustrating them. So he gave them some autonomy. He delivered the state agenda. We want autarky and, and you can have your businesses. We want arms. We need money to build arms. So we work together. So he, 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 there was very little interference in the economic sector, especially in the banking sector. Yes, Vanessa. And also, um, can we talk about how it had a lot of um, opposition within his own circle? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because, of course, it does only come out later mm -hmm. that most of the people in his inner circle mm -hmm. were actually going against him. Right. When you say most, do you have a specific incident that can back it up to say a good number of people? But it goes into world war, mm -hmm. into the war, mm -hmm. because his generals, I don't know, I don't know mm -hmm. their names right mm -hmm. now, but a lot of them mm -hmm. like sabotaged like bomb plots and mm -hmm. like information mm -hmm. right so the thing that i'm querying is the most part but you are demonstrating that this person's dictatorship was not complete uh, because when you when you put uh, such statements now you need exact evidence for it to be acceptable but if you say there is evidence that there was discontentment and the dissension even within his own camp there were assassination plots there were people who refused to take orders, people who refused to practice a genocide, or uh, soldiers who deserted and, and so forth. You give those examples and it would support the fact that it wasn't a complete dictatorship. If you look even in church circles, despite all this repression, there are people who resisted. I think some Protestant churches resisted the euthanasia program until he, he announced that I'm leaving it. Do you see that? Until he announced that, ah, please, no more euthanasia, even though we know in truth it was going on behind the scenes. But he had to uh, put the policy on hold, and it was taken up once again when World War II happened. Right. There are some people who look at the young people, the elderwise parents. There are so many people who resisted his, his rule, even if he was ruling in a very uh, repressive way. Right, so there was, there was so much to talk about. If you look at socially, Hitler controlled 
families, he controlled social activities, he controlled the media, uh, and, and so forth. Your analytical statement, uh, Taco, it comes in two ways. When you give factual examples, that becomes analysis because you're not generalizing. Then there are statements which you put in in every paragraph uh, that indicate an alignment to, to the question. Maybe you say, this then shows that this dictatorship was not secure. That becomes analysis. It's not some fancy statement with high-flying words, high-sounding words that you put, but it's, it's something that puts everything into perspective. And normally where you have written analysis, I put double ticks. Okay, if you check, I put double ticks. Right. <laughs> right, I think Razi has several of those. Right, Razi has several of those uh, uh, in her work. I think she's got three or four. Right. Right. The, the interesting thing about, about Hitler, as I was going through past papers for, for this section, the questions were basically repeat questions because the information is so straightforward. There's nothing more to learn. Once you have learned this topic, you know that the exam can't come from any other you know, area. Once you know these things in and out, it's just the question that keeps uh, changing, you know, are bordering around the same thing. So all you have to do is master the content. So I think there are a lot of things that contributed to us not doing well. The fact that we put it off, the fact that maybe the question was misinterpreted, it was open-ended. And I also feel that we haven't actually given this topic a chance we haven't studied it carefully. Yes, Biela. Yeah, because in my mind I'm thinking I'm going to write studies and then but then I realized, see, as an mm -hmm. exam, Hitler's question, in my opinion, is more likely going to be straightforward and easy. Mm -hmm. So you might find yourself in a situation here like I couldn't answer just because the question was mm -hmm. simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I think that's the question. Mm -hmm. I'll start answering mm -hmm. it then, yeah. And then then in my opinion it's starting Right. I, 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 I actually, okay, it's different for me, but I, I find all the areas okay. Mm. I, I was going to ask the standard and Hitler's exam, mm. but the thing with Hitler and Hitler is that there's a catch to it, which mm. is that you need to know your content mm. because mm. there's so many words, so many, um, so many potential examples mm. you could have given, mm. but the fact that I did not know, mm. like, oh, I knew, but I didn't exactly know the things. Mm. That's, I think that's, con that's what contributed to the lower mark. Excellent. And this is why even when examiners approach the topic, I think they are firmer even, even in the way that they mark because there's a lot of hearsay when it comes to Hitler and students can just start going off in conspiracy theories and going the other way. Yes. If you don't have the real subject matter of what happened, you know, it's unacceptable to make up these things. So that's why your examiner wants you to have a depth study, a detailed study of what actually happened, the truth of what actually happened. At A level, when you say Hitler just dismissed people, he fired people and he restructured the, the, the police and, and the army, it's not good enough. The analysis, you have to start from the top, from, from the Nazi ideology, coming down to the racism, and the passing of the laws that then supported that. This is a person who was creating a dictatorship, not just by force. He was also using legal structures. Do you know that? He didn't just command a magic wand and say, ta-da, dictatorship. He was also using legal laws. He was playing around with the laws. That's why even when you're older, you should be able to see the dictatorship for what it is, even if you can't see the direct force that were being beaten. But the laws are being amended in such a way as to draw power to one person. He did use legal structures. Did he not register the Nazi party properly and participate in elections? He did. Did he not say people should vote for the enabling uh, bill? And people voted. Do you see that? But they were being 
pressured by the SA, right? After that, did not Hindenburg die before people's eyes? He died of his own natural causes and Hitler had to step into his shoes. But as he steps in, he assumes the position of a Führer as well as as president, a, a dual office that remains undefined up until the very end to the 1930s. Right, so since 19, the late 1930s was your yardstick, it was safe to assume the outbreak of World War II. And you'll find that uh, even beyond that, uh, many things were done uh, to cement this dictatorship because the law was already in his hands. So he was able to make decisions from, from the top. I, I honestly think we could have uh, written much, much more. I think some essays were as short as two pages uh, which, which, which cannot do, it, it cannot work, not at this level, okay, not at this level, not with a depth study that has so many things to evaluate. You're supposed to write until I say, hey, stop, stop, winner, because you just have too much to say, too much. Yes, Vela. Yes, it's, it's a process that is connected. Because after, after 1934, really, what effort was he putting to the dictation? Nothing. Gestapo, go get it. And the Gestapo goes, SS, he's already eliminated even opposition within his own circles. It's done. Right, so those that you are supposed The analytical part now in approaching the question was to show the examiner that the first one and a half years are the most important uh, in the German history of a dictatorship. Does that sound right? Mm -hmm. Mr. Nevin, if you can, mm -hmm. I'll just not bother you. Mm -hmm. Can you please send us your home form The ones there in pieces, I'll try my best to get them off Google Classroom because they were doing that on Google and we were doing it in small sections. Mm -hmm. Uh, but but I, I think I can do that. Download and just forward to your to your group. Okay, right. But you do need to read it from your own perspective, from the text. I know that thick book. It it's I don't I don't know. The writer wants you to extrapolate, so he gives you the information. Then he gives you these scenarios. If it hadn't happened like this. It could have happened like this, and it requires higher order thinking skills for you to separate the truth of what happened and what could have happened. Because now when you are now writing, if you write the truth of what may have happened, it's unacceptable. You write the fact of what happened. You can't say, if Himmler was not there, eh, the, the Jewish genocide would not happen. It's unacceptable. It happened. It happened. This person was there and he existed. You can't talk in the reverse. So I think the challenge with that author is that he, he, he brings the two sides, but it's only because he wants you to have a fuller, when he says dictatorship, do you understand uh, the reverse of what that could have been? You know, Because he's using different tools to create the dictatorship. It's not just force. And like the other question we put up, which the Home Force wrote, at times, he was even using popular support. People wanted these things. You see, they wanted him to rule like that because democracy had had failed. People within his social circle were saying, "Do it for us, save us, and rescue us." Right. So I think next term, which is five months, is is what is is we're going to work on 
exam answering techniques. What has been hard has been teaching you and covering the content. But now that the content areas will be done, we're going to go back to the start. Mm? Lenin, all the way back to Lenin, we start getting tested all over again. Stalin, Hitler, combining, because now you have to be always ready. I don't want you to be under pressure at the end of the year. So if I just say tomorrow Stalin, I don't even have to tell you Stalin, this, uh, Lenin, war communism, no, no, no. Anything. Lenin. <laughs> You've forgotten NEP. Right. Right. That's the only way that we can function. Okay. Right. So the, the, the total averages, I think, uh, in total, no one failed. But like I said, this last test. How will I show you without you seeing others? Okay, let me come and come and uh, I'll write on a piece of paper. Right? I want to see my symbol. Yeah, I want to see both symbols. Okay, you come one by one. Uh, so you don't want to see other people's stuff. Okay, so who's coming? Because one guy, you're number one. Okay, so let me pause it since, since this is part of it. Right, so what is your feeling? Do you still feel, you know, that they plant this whole thing? Can you give me the evidence to show that, you know, the whole thing of killing Jews was planned from this stage to this stage and we see it during the Holocaust that the Jews were treated like this because of a detailed plan? Yes, Vanessa. I think they did plan in the sense that they had a sort of um, blueprint, mm -hmm. like an outline, mm -hmm. framework to what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. They didn't know how to execute it or mm -hmm. how, when it was going to happen, mm -hmm. but they did have some sort of plan to say, okay, when we get, when we get to this stage, mm -hmm. We kill the Jews or something like that. Mm -hmm. Because when you see how the concentration camps were strategically placed, mm -hmm. and even the death camps and everything that went into making that, it shows that they had the blueprint from the beginning. From the beginning. Because they couldn't have just fumbled up a blueprint during war because mm -hmm. everyone was like on the front trying mm -hmm. to make sure the, the fighters were in the right place. Mm -hmm. So that could have happened prior. Mm -hmm. to when they were doing their Madagascar plan and everything. That's when they could have had those things happening, mm -hmm. when they were organizing the ghettos as well. Mm -hmm. So if, even though they didn't know how to execute and when it to happen, mm -hmm. they did have some sort of framework and some skeleton. Mm -hmm. you know. To say, we eventually we want to get rid of these people. Yeah. Okay, Viela? Uh, I don't think they planned in the sense mm -hmm. that I feel like the Nazis really had an anti-Semitic like, policy in plan. What they wanted ultimately was for Jews to not believe, mm -hmm. whichever way that came, that would come in time. But I think World War II, since they were saying we're already killing people, might as well just get rid of the Jews in this way. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, they're leaving the country, it's going to take us too much time, and the stress of the war, it might as well just exterminate them in the rest. And mm -hmm. then obviously, the later on planning of strategizing where, where we're going to put the mm -hmm. concentrations, concentration camps, how we're going to kill them in terms of funds, gassing. Mm -hmm. I feel like to that capacity they did that, but I don't think initially they were like, okay, so it's towards the war, I think it's time for us to start shooting these people. Okay, okay. Right, and what did I want to say? And as the war is, is playing out, you know, there have been incidents where um, some of these things were being concealed from the public. Uh, even hidden from Jew, from even Jews, you know? Um, they would actually identify an isolated area. Right, so I was still saying that um, they would actually uh, like there's an incident in the textbook, I think uh, they identified the concentration camp was at Lord's, then they actually identified a village further beyond, and they dug 
a huge trench, right? And, and, and they built up a makeshift facility where they killed these people and buried them uh, in the mass grave, right? And, and this is how it, it, it's progressing, basically. Everyone is under a lot of stress. In some concentration camps, they're shooting, in others, they're gassing, in others, they're starving them. And, and we are trying to figure out if this was intentional or not. Why is there all this talk about Jews? They're not the only ones who were in the concentration camps. When they got there, they had labels put on them to say Jew, Polish, uh, communist, or political activist, or whatever. They would put uh, colored stars on them. Okay, right. I think for Jews it was yellow. And then other colors may be red for the activists, blue or whatever. But there's so many people who also perished uh, during this time. Why is there so much fuss about the Jews, do you think? Why is there so much fuss about the Jews? They're not the only ones who are being exterminated. So many people uh, handicapped, mentally disturbed, even Germans who are mentally disturbed, Polish people, Soviets, this and that, and Ukrainians, political prisoners, they were exterminating everyone. So what's the fuss about Jews? Mm. Same people. Mm? Yes, Velo. I think because the Jews were, how can I, okay, all of them were intentionally targeting, right? But I think mm. the Jews it was far more specific. And the world generally at the time didn't care about black people, didn't care about the LGBTQ, still don't care about handicapped. However, the Jews, because you know their occasions, maybe. Mm. You think they cared? Alright. What did you want to say, Vanessa? I think it's the scale. Mm. I don't think people are looking at oh there were so many groups. The scale at which they, they killed, killed the Jews was mm -hmm. more, you know, it was alarming. Mm. It's like they almost wiped out the entire Jewish race mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. in like a matter of like a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the reason why people were like it's crazy. It's, it's really bad. Right, so we are left left with one subheading which is contemporary uh, views on the Holocaust. Uh, who is our presenter? It's Taco. Right, I think we'll start tomorrow on a, on a good footing. But just so you know, uh, to take us through, what page is that? There was a lot of inconsistency in how the killings were done. Um, you know, uh, Himmler reported at one time that his soldiers were finding it hard to shoot Jews because, uh, you know, I don't know, that, that human nature to, 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 to see the head exploding or whatever, or they shoot you in the heart, it, it was really taking its toll on them. That's why he then developed uh, the idea of gassing Jews. It was more effective because you close them in, you turn away, you don't even look in their faces as they die and you can move on with your life uh, like that. But in other concentration camps, they were still employing very inhumane methods like starvation and, and shooting and beatings as, as well. Right. So it was different from one camp to the other which shows a lot of inconsistency. If, if there was a clear plan, shouldn't the rule have said, okay, now let's gas them, okay, now let, let's do this. It just depended. And in some concentration camps, um, people were fed reasonably, you know, bread and soup, maybe once a day. You know, they were given those dirty clothes. But compared to how others were living, in some other camps, it was reasonable. Mm -hmm. There were different people in different camps. Because mm -hmm. I know that in some camps there would be mainly a certain nationality. Mm -hmm. The Poles are in this camp, mm -hmm. mainly. Mm -hmm. So that's why some people get better treatment. Mm -hmm. But like in a compared to a camp full of Jews, mm -hmm. like Auschwitz was full of Jews. That's mm -hmm. like the main camp where the Jews were killed. Mm -hmm. So if you look at that, that's the reason why that camp had worse conditions. Because mm -hmm. they were more harsh on Jews than they were Poles. That's the reason why they did that. Poles suffered considerably as well. Um, the killing of Poles is what sparked uh, 
this whole trail killing because when they entered Poland, the German soldiers were so ruthless on the poles that they even crossed over into Soviet Russia and found more Soviets and, and more people of these various nationalities. There also was a great slaughter of, of uh, Soviets to a point where some German soldiers actually wrote to Hitler to say, you know, we think there are going to be some war crimes after the war and we don't want to be in trouble. Then Hitler wrote back to say, don't worry, you are pardoned. You are mutinized, you are, you are, you are pardoned. If, if, if this war has to end, no one will charge you for the atrocities committed on, on Polish people. So they too suffered, but I think you are correct to say, you know, it, it depended. Those camps that had mainly Jews were grossly neglected. Like it's, it's totally uh, worse, but everybody in that spectrum was, was suffering immensely, okay? Right, so when we're looking at the contemporary views, right, it's the modern way of looking at the Holocaust. The traditional way says it's Hitler's fault, Germans are evil, how could they do this? How, what kind of a human being does this? But the contemporary uh, perspective makes you look at it objectively. What do you think are the elements of the contemporary uh, perspective? Is Hitler to blame alone? Hmm? But even if he never went physically, we're not sure, but we do know that they were aware because these people had an open relationship with their fear. They had to report what they were doing. So for him to say, I had no idea, I think he did have some kind of a general idea, but the nitty gritty details to say, oh, today, today we shot three and, and then we gassed 20. Then uh, 30 were refusing to eat. They were on a hunger strike, so we just shot them. I, th I think the details of, of how it actually happened were never given, but I think he was aware. Right, so the contemporary perspective is to say, um, you know, who was responsible for this thing? Who else? Hey, okay, this thing has happened to the to the Jews, right? Who should be saying sorry? Is it the Germans? Is it the German people? Are they the ones who did that to them? Yeah. Or oh, it's the Nazis? Do you see that? Who should be sorry for this thing that, that happened? Who do you want your compensation from? Do you want it from ordinary Germans? Aryans who benefited from the system? Are they the ones who imprisoned people and put them in the camps and shot them and starved them? Should they be sorry for the rest of their lives? Yes. Hmm? You don't think so, Monga? So there's nothing the Aryans could have done. Okay. Yes, we're tough, Muzo. Well, I think that, yes, to some extent, correct, but at the same time, they did benefit from the Holocaust and from the system mm. and laws that were put against the Jews. So the fact that they benefited, obviously, they sort of encouraged the racism and xenophobia. Mm. 
attacks towards Jews. Mm. So I feel that they were also responsible mm. for part of this because they, inst they instigated, they motivated the Nazis even more. Mm -hmm. Okay, but some of them said they never even knew that there were concentration camps in Germany. Yes, we are like. Well, some of them is fine, but then most of them, not only is it that they were scared and they didn't want to get on the wrong side of the Nazis, they were actually complacent. Mm -hmm. They were actually, like we were discussing the other time, that they were calling and saying there's Jews next door, mm -hmm. there's Jews by the corner of the shop. Mm -hmm. Like they were actively participating mm -hmm. in anti Semitic activities mm -hmm. as well. So I don't think to say that they were. Okay. Yes, Vanessa. Yeah, and the society that we speak of were the Germans. It wasn't mm. the Nazis. Mm -hmm. So if them as a society alienated the Jews, mm. then it made it so much easier for the for the Nazis to carry them out mm. and do whatever they want because mm. they were already not considered as anything in the society. Because mm. even if we look at something like racism right now and how black people are treated in some society, mm. if you look if you are there and you are watching it happen as someone of privilege, mm -hmm. especially in our generation, you can just do something as small as like reporting it on social media or something. Mm -hmm. That can help. Like a little thing can help. Mm -hmm. Rather than selling someone out like your neighbor mm -hmm. and saying, oh, my neighbor is a Jew, you'd rather just keep quiet or try and protect them somehow. Mm -hmm. You need to find a way rather than to say, ah, I can't because I'm scared. But you need to, even if it's in the smallest way, just find a way. Close your mouth at least. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Bonnie. Um, so I found this other day when I was reading. So he talks about bystanders. Mm -hmm. And he says, after the war, many ordinary Germans and Europeans claimed that they were not involved, that they were bystanders, bystanders to the events of the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. Use of the term bystander to avoid any responsibility for what happened, however, obscures the many different levels of individual involvement at all levels mm -hmm. of society. Reviewing the use of bystander as a general category leads to a more nuanced exploration of the full range of behaviors and what people did or did not do to facilitate the persecution and mass murder of other human beings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, we have um, so. Propaganda. Oh, right. So, mm -hmm. this is why during the time that Hitler was like the ultimate, ultimate right here, he mm -hmm. had like most of the power. Mm -hmm. So, even if they decided that they wanted to speak up against Hitler, mm -hmm. Hitler had most of the power. So, would it be silent? Mm -hmm. If they decided mm -hmm. to be like, oh, we want to we have a revolution, we don't like what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. couldn't Hitler just be like, right, I want to be also? Because that's what he wanted. Mm -hmm. Because being Führer is more than just being the leader. You are the law. You are the law. You are like a, a mini god reigning above <laughs> all these people. Yes, Mzo. Um, so. I mean, I, I mean, I agree with that, but at the same time, I disagree because Hitler did not only rule with like mm. this dictatorship and fear and all of that, but he also mm. didn't have popular support mm. from people. Mm. And it was these Nazi racist policies that also did play like a role in their being elected. Mm. So I feel like like I feel like he did have popular support from people. It's not just about fear. Of course there was fear, but these people worshipped Hitler. Most people adored him. They actually mm. loved him. And I thought so that's why I think that it wasn't more so a dictatorship where they like fear and just mm. give all the time one hundred percent. But it was there also was an element of popular support, admiration, and love for the Fuhrer. Right, and, and this causes us to say in future, when we see individuals who can wield so much power and control of the masses, then we should be careful. Do you but see how that? Do you think that celebrities do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah when you see these people who can wield so much power, then we need to be careful. When they're still talking about the environment and saving people and hunger and what have you, it's okay. 
but they can wield the same kind of power in an evil way. And as the world, we need to be aware of these things. Hitler, it, it seems as if historians are painting a picture that he didn't know that this Nazi ideology would result in so much disaster. He wanted to be an all-powerful leader and it gave birth to all this horror. Right, so we have to make sure that people who are in power and authority are responsible for their actions. They shouldn't just say, I persuaded a bunch of people at a mass rally, I'm not accountable for what they did afterwards, after the rally. These are the modern thoughts that we will assess. We will assess why did this thing happen. Mm -hmm. And I guess another tricky thing is like the question about whether or not Hitler actually went and told people to go kill Jews. Mm -hmm. Like, did he directly actually blatantly put it out there mm -hmm. that he wants Jews to die? Mm -hmm. That's another like thing that makes it all confusing. Like, that's why he could also sort of evade responsibility. Mm -hmm. And say, I, mean, I just said let's get rid of them, but I didn't come up with any creative ideas to say people should do this. Yes, Tapa. Um, my question is on. What am I supposed to do now? Mm -hmm. Because contemporary views, well, mm -hmm. I didn't understand how I was supposed to take this. Mm -hmm. What we are discussing right now, you come up with evidence. If uh, you, you, you help us understand the Holocaust in its totality, like we have said, it's very old fashioned for you to be saying, oh, Hitler killed millions of Jews. That's what we were taught when we were in school. Hitler killed millions of Jews, blah, blah, blah. But as you grow older and you study the system of how things worked, you realize that there were a lot of people who were responsible, who were actually carrying out these atrocities, that he did not act alone. And many people previously thought to be guiltless, like ordinary German people, have also got a part to play. And other European countries which said, oh, this thing happened in Germany, how could they do this? we realized that they were also guilty as allied forces. And as much as they rescued those prisoners, what were they doing all that time? Do you see that? What were they doing? Did they not have spy agents all over Europe? Are you telling me seriously that they didn't even know? It's not true. It's not true that they didn't know. They knew about it and they, they chose to act, to wait until it was too late. So everybody, contributed and we are looking at a society that collectively let down the Jews okay the whole world the whole system let down the Jews and this is why it happened right mm -hmm. said this to say with 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 Jews and the way they've handled the Holocaust they have conscientized people world over so that this thing doesn't happen again they form their universities it's there in the school curriculums but with, with Africa look how many African historians are, are willing to write the truth of what happened without politicizing it no, I'm sorry, I'm not mm. talking about slavery. Mm -hmm. We talk about slavery all the time. Mm -hmm. I just mean racism in general. Even modern day racism. It's like we brush it off like it's something that's mm -hmm. cute. Yeah. I think it's because if we look about if we look at Jews and the hatred that was towards Jews, most of these things were like religious based mm -hmm. and stereotypical like things about them. Mm -hmm. And religiously, I think now there's more diversity in terms of religion and people are more like tolerant of each other's religions mm -hmm. and more accommodating. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why Jewish racism, whatever that thing was, is not as mm, as it was back mm -hmm. then because now people are now more accommodating and know that there's many religions in this world. So mm -hmm. they're not gonna be like, hey, you're a Jew. And mm -hmm. so, because that was also a contributing factor, factor to the hatred towards Jews. And also the whole, like, racism thing. I think people now know, like, scientists now know that it's ridiculous to think that my blood or my insides are different from their, that person's insides mm -hmm. simply because of the skin color. Mm -hmm. So science has evolved and people have evolved in their way of thinking. 
So there's no longer that stigma towards Jews because if anything, they're also their skin is also as white as any other white person's skin. Mm. That's another thing. Whereas with racism now, it's something that's deeper rooted, in my opinion. I think it's a deeper root, especially because of our skin color. You can you can change from from um from being Jewish to being Muslim or Christian or evangelical. But now you can't really change your skin color because this is who you are. It's Today is who you are. So it's something that's deeper than just being a Jew. Uh, why is our society still like this? No, like and that's why I'm explaining like why Jewish people are now sort of exempted mm. from the whole racism that was against them. And I'm also explaining how black people it's why it's different for, for blacks. Yeah. The acceptance is slower. Tapo oh. then Viela. I think um, with the racism thing with black people, mm. it's such a never exhausting, it's such a deep rooted issue. There's so many things that feed into the whole racism element. Mm. Because and I think it it matters hasn't been written. Yes, we are not. But also, I think it's different for us because I feel like racism is more of a strategic move rather than one that was just from some innate hatred. Because when you're thinking black people of race, they are all gay people. All the HIC therapists in Germany are black people are gay people. And we're all more Right, so it's time for Africa to rise up. So this is what Chapo will present on tomorrow. I will try to prepare the notes on the previous presentation, but hey, bear with me, okay? I, I will send you something, okay? I'm also trying to prepare notes 